salt shaker. Salt shaker. To the way make the way maker. It's the salt for me. It's the salt for me. Salt shaker. Salt shaker. To the way make the way maker. It's the salt for me. Hey, welcome to episode five, part one of It's the Salt for Me, brought to you by The Salty Christian. I'm your host, Marie. I invite you to subscribe, share, and comment. We have new episodes every Thursday. So this week, I will be talking about counting it all joy in times of trial. And let me just start with this. While I was researching this and trying to figure this whole thing out, what kept going through my mind is, isn't it enough that we have to go through trials, but now we're supposed to count it all joy? Seriously? Praise God for what? <laughs> so this is another area in my life that I struggle with. I think I struggle in every area, if you really want to know. But anyway, I know I've said that during times of trial, I choose to trust God completely. But to actually find joy during it? I don't know. I know that's what God calls us to do, but I feel like that's asking a lot. And instead of finding the joy, I often find myself wallowing in my own self-pity, asking, why me? Why me, God? Why do bad things keep happening to me? I remember asking my mom that question once, and my mom looked at me and said, why not you? Yeah, I was perplexed. She's supposed to be on my team, period. You know, and it's like God has the audacity to put me through this and you're down with a mom. So it got me to thinking, though, what made me think I was above being tested? I didn't deserve it, but neither does anybody else. My mom was kind of right. Why not me? So years ago, during a time that I wasn't in a particularly good place with God, I remember going through a rough patch. It wasn't just one thing. Things were happening all the time. I just couldn't catch a break. I was feeling sorry for myself, questioning God as to why he kept allowing stuff to happen to me. And you know what? He stayed silent. I didn't really get it. It's funny how when things are going well, it's easy to be thankful for God, to God. For me, it comes naturally. I thank God for everything. At the same time, if I'm being honest, I've noticed that when things are going really good, I kind of stop studying the Bible as often as I was. You know, I may stop praying as much as I was. I don't go to church as much as I should. It's almost like when things are going really good, I kind of forget about God. I mean, not forget, but my relationship with him kind of goes to the wayside. I mean, I completely backslide. But when things take a turn, and stop going so well. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so thankful anymore. I panic. I go back to God where I should have never left. But my new focus is why? Why is God allowing this? What did I do to deserve this? You know what I did after this? I started going back to church. I started studying the Bible again. I started praying often, you know, begging God to one, forgive me for abandoning him, and two, asking for his help again, all the while promising that if he helps me through whatever it is I'm going through, that I will become the person he wants me to be. I will give my life over to him again. I've promised him this so many times. You would think he would just shut me down, but he doesn't. He lets me right back in and stays with me through it all, which is weird because I find it strange how God is 150% there with me through every trial I've ever been through. 
So much so that I wonder how he is helping anybody else. He makes me feel like I am the most important person in the world to him. And like he is only focused on me. Like I am the favorite child and the rest of you can just sit down until he's done helping me. And I know that I know that I know he makes everybody feel this way. How great thou art. So funny how when you're going through something, well, me anyway, I will promise God the world. It's almost like I've used it as a bargaining chip. God, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. Uh, Okay, kind of like bribery. At the same time (laughs) that I'm trying to bargain with God, I truly mean what I'm saying, though. I have every intention of giving my life back to him because if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. I know that when I am in a good place with God, those are the times that I experience true joy. I'm at my happiest when I'm in relationship with God. I think differently, speak differently, walk differently. It's like I know that God has my back and I don't need to worry about anything. I know bargaining with God is wrong, bribing. I also know that I'm not the only person in the world to do it. I might just be the only person to admit it. And let's just be real. God knows what I'm doing. Bargaining, bribery, whatever it is, he knows. But I don't think he cares because he once again has my full attention. I'm all about God when I'm desperate. So during the time of trouble, after I've turned back to God, I started studying the Bible every chance I got looking for a word. I remember going to the park on my lunch break and reading the Bible, and I came across James 1, verse 2 and 3, which reads, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. So my first thought was, praise God for what? Why? Why do you have to test our faith? Isn't life hard enough already? Haven't I been through my fair share of trials? How many more of these do I need? God, you know my heart. You know I'm a good person. How long? After reading that, I needed to know more. So I kept studying the Bible, hoping that God doesn't really want me to be joyful during trials. That's when I came across Romans 5, 3, and 4, which reads, And not only that, But we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Seriously? It was like God was telling me again because I wasn't listening. I'm that hard-headed child. I wanted to listen. I just couldn't wrap my head around it because I just don't see how there is joy in trials. I kept studying. Next, I came across 1 Thessalonians. Verse 16 through 18, which reads, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I'm going to say something that some of you may not like, but it's true. Okay. (laughs) Sometimes God really gets on my nerves, my last nerve. Okay. (laughs) Let me explain. I think I've mentioned before how when I am in a good place with God, a really good place, He starts having me do things that I wouldn't normally do, say things I wouldn't normally say. Not going to lie, it's irritating and it gets on my nerves because I know that once he has told me to do something, I have to do it. 
he's not going to let it go until I do what he tells me to do. It'll gnaw at me for days until I'm finally like, okay, I'll do it. Can you stop now? I get it. It's a lot. It's it's a lot. Sometimes I don't want to do what he tells me to do. Sometimes I don't see the point. After I've done what God tells me to do, though, I'm at peace. That's when I realized that even though I might not see the point of doing what he asked me to do, you know, God sees an entire picture. He knows whatever he is telling me to do will work together for my good in the end. And I tend to forget that. I was feeling some type of way after reading those verses. I knew what God was asking me to do, but I really didn't know if I could do it. And if I did, I wasn't sure that it would be genuine. He would know I didn't mean it. I didn't want God to think I was a fraud. I mean, if I'm going through something bad and really supposed to be joyful about it, I asked God, am I supposed to just let people get over on me? You know what God did? He pointed me to Matthew 5, 44, which reads, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. On my last nerve, (laughs) I closed my Bible and went back to work. So after all that, I couldn't stop thinking about it, of course because I knew it was God. He wasn't going to let it go. I prayed about it and decided that I didn't, you know, it didn't make any sense to me. God had other plans. I actually lost sleep over it. It was all I could think about on my way to work, at work, at home. He wouldn't stop telling me that I had to do this. I knew I didn't have a choice. I had to do it whether I wanted to or not. That's how it always works with God for me. Now that I think about it, it kind of makes me laugh because I'm always trying to bargain with God and God just flat tells me what I'm going to do, how I'm going to do it, and when I'm going to do it. There's no bargaining. There isn't really a discussion because whatever reason I come up with as to why I'm not going to do it, God comes back stronger and tells me I am. He doesn't back down. I do know that when I have just completely refused to do something, everything gets worse. I mean, everything. That is until I ultimately do what he told me to do in the first place. I kind of think I'm a lot like Jonah, but that's a story for another day. Matter of fact, I'll be doing a podcast on that in the near future. So stay tuned in. So I needed God to stop nagging me. Yes, nagging me. So I told him I would do it. I think I might've yelled at him that he could just stop now. I'll do it while rolling my eyes like you know, he couldn't see me or feel my attitude. You know what happened? He stopped. (laughs) Now I had to actually do it. I made a plan to start the next day. And as per usual, I had questions. So my first question was, I know that I'm supposed to count it as joy during trials, but do I have to feel joyful too? I can't imagine going through a hard time and not feeling the heartache that goes along with it. I mean, I can get down with counting as, as counting it as joy, but to feel joyful when I'm hurting just doesn't make sense to me. It seems wrong. Maybe that's why Psalm 34, 18 says, the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. So what I understand this to mean is that when we have a broken heart and contrite spirit or crushed spirit, That's when we're willing to do anything and everything God tells us to do. 
Maybe we're supposed to count it as joy and feel joyful. I don't know. But as I've said, during times like this, I tend to do things that I wouldn't ordinarily do. I've never really taken stock of my actual feelings during it, though. I just do what I'm told, pray, and wait to hear the next move from God. I think my mind is too busy to worry about how I'm feeling. I plan to look into this some more in the coming days to find a more definitive answer on this. I also plan to take note of my feelings when something comes up and it's time for me to count it as joy. Should be interesting. My second question was, will counting it all joy shorten the trial? I found absolutely nothing that talks about shortening a trial. Come to think of it, I don't think anything I've ever done for God has shortened the hurt I've been through during a trial. Matter of fact, I know I've begged God to bring it to an end, but looking back, I don't see that he ever did. If he is the God that can produce miracles, why wouldn't he stop my hurt? After all, I'm brokenhearted and my spirit is crushed. Make it stop. Yeah, more research is needed on this one. So my third question is, why would God even ask us to do this at a time when we are hurting? I feel like God is asking us to do the most. Like this is a test within a test. When I'm hurting, I find it hard to find joy in anything. I just want it to be over. I know God sees a bigger picture than I could ever possibly see, but that doesn't make it easier because I know that. God asks me to do a lot of hard things. He has for years. Most of it, I don't understand. But like I said, during times of trouble, I just do what he wants me to do. No questions asked. Asking me to count it all joy? That's just doing the most. I'll have to figure this out as I walk through this new journey. My fourth question is, what happens if I count it all joy, but don't really feel like I mean it? Does that still count? So like when I am going through something, and I'm sure I will be because I feel like I'm asking for it, what happens if I count it all joy, but don't really mean it? Does that mean I'm lying to God? You know, just saying the words to appease him? Is that still going to count because I'm trying to do what he's asking me to do? God knows every thought in my head before I think it. Should I just tell him I'm trying to count this as joy, but I'm not really believing that it is? I'm not really sure what he wants me to do. I mean, God is clearly against lying. Do I just abort the mission? Say nothing? Pretend like it's all good? I guess I could do all that, but he's still going to know what I'm doing. So what's the point? I have thoroughly confused myself now and I need to go into prayer. More on this later. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode on joy and tribulation. I hope that you too will decide to count it all joy during times of trouble this week and let me know how it goes. I'd love to hear from you. I invite you to subscribe, share, and comment. I'll catch you on the next episode of It's the Salt for Me. Until then, be blessed and be a blessing. Take the salt,